This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hi there, this is Mark Lloyd and welcome along to this podcast. And I caught up with an absolutely massive name in the world of comedy from South Africa. His name is Shock. He's already sold out his show in Abu Dhabi and he's close to selling out in Dubai as well. He told us all about his career, some funny moments, and you are just going to love him, let me tell you. Enjoy the podcast and join me live on the show weeknights 8 through 10 right here on Dubai Eye 103.8. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday, we can see the South African comic Shock, who joins me on the line right now. Um, my goodness, Shock, you're, you're selling out shows left, right and centre. In fact, the Abu Dhabi show um, on Saturday night is already sold out. We've still got a few tickets for Friday. Um, how are you feeling? How's, how is it to be in Dubai? Hi, hi. How are you? No, it's 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 great, man. It's great, and um, thank you for calling me the hottest ticket in comedy. <laughs> I am definitely putting that on every <laughs> every poster I do. Lovely <laughs> one man show poster from now on. <laughs> it's a it's a great title. Thank you. It thank is. You. Yeah, the, the hottest comic <laughs> in town is is shocked. Now you're bringing your brand new show. It's called Feeling Good to uh, the City. So tell me a little bit yeah. about this show. Well, um, dude, in in lockdown, I started uh, making these videos, and um, it was just basically, I was in South Africa, you know, like everyone else, just at home, and I was a comedian, and I wasn't able to work, obviously, and I thought, well, even though I'm not getting paid for it, if I make these little videos, which essentially were just little stand-up bits talking about the development every day of COVID and the pandemic and the different rules and regulations... If I can make people laugh, then at least I'm still, yeah. you know, fulfilling my purpose as a comedian, even though it's not live, even though technically I'm not getting paid for it. And, yeah, the videos just started traveling far and wide. Um, pe- a lot of people only, you know, started knowing my name from these videos. It was actually quite funny because I started doing comedy straight out of high school when I was 19, but a lot of people only discovered me in the lockdown, um, you know, at the age of 27, 28. Right. So a lot of people would then ask me, so what did you do before this? Yeah. And I was like, uh, no, I've, I've always done this. You just, <laughs> you just didn't know me before. This. Right. <laughs> but but what, what was amazing from those videos to just, uh, you know, it got my name out there and I would, I, you know, it just, just shows how a pandemic can count in other people's favor, even though it was so devastating for other people. Because before the pandemic, I don't think I would be able to come to Dubai and perform in a 500-seater venue. So the kind of the pandemic in in some ways really changed your life and making these videos. I mean, was it literally, you know, telling jokes on a video and posting it? Was it writing material around the pandemic? Um, what what were the videos actually about? Yes, exactly. It was about stuff that was relevant in, in that moment. And the thing with stand-up is that often if I think of a joke, I wouldn't want to put it on social media because I think to myself, well, why? put it out there if I can yeah. use it in a show. Yeah. But the thing is, you obviously need to be relevant all the time. And I thought to myself, 
Well, okay, the things that people are talking about now, by the time we get back to live shows, these things aren't going to be relevant anymore, and no one's going to be wanting to hear jokes about the pandemic and lockdown and yeah, whatever. Yeah. So every time I thought of something funny, I was like, well, I might as well put it out there. Otherwise, this joke is just going to die in my brain. You know, I'm not going to be telling this joke on stage six months from now. Then people aren't going to be interested in this time of our lives anymore. So, you know, I just every day as I was thinking of stuff, recording it, it, there was no bells and whistles. I, I think that's actually what people liked about the videos. It was very real. It was just me holding my phone in front of my face and talking. Yeah. Um, and it was three, four, five minutes. And it was just a little bit. And, and, and I very quickly, uh, you know, decided to take sort of a positive outlook on the pandemic. And that's where the whole phrase was born, feeling good, feeling positive, you know, and I said it every day before the videos. I said, feeling good, feeling positive. Let's do this. We're <laughs> going to get through this. And I think right. that's what made people resonate because there was obviously also so much uh, negativity and everything. And, um, yeah, after 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 the videos, uh, when we started going back to live shows, I thought, well, I need to start touring now because all these new people that now know about me and I need to get them to a live show. And I called the show Feeling Good. Cool. Uh, now, you mentioned that um, you went straight into comedy, 19 years of age, straight out of high school. I mean, it, yeah. was, was it pretty clear to you from the start that that was going to be your career and, you know, maybe the first gig, how it went? Maybe you can recollect that for us. Yes, yes. I think, I think you have a... <laughs> A pretty good idea when you get on stage, whether you 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 have it or not. Yeah. Um, you know, even it doesn't even mean that the gig needs to go well. You know, sometimes you don't get laughs, but you can. There's just like an awakening within you that says, "Listen, there's something yeah, you know, that I was that I was born to do." Lucky for me, my first gig did go well, but um, yeah, I mean, I remember it. Quite well, actually. I was very shocked, you know, because you you think of these things. And, and in my school, I was sort of the class clown, but it's way easier in a school because yeah. everyone has the same shared experience and everyone knows the same teacher. So at school, you can just go, oh, Miss Smith, you know what she's like, and everyone yeah. bursts out laughing. Yeah. But now suddenly you're talking to a room full of strangers and this guy grew up rich, this guy grew up poor, you know. So th no one has the same shared experience you know maybe except for the fact that they're all south africans and you go there with these stories and stuff that you think is funny and you have you know and then it's it's really amazing when people other people also <laughs> think it's funny and then and then obviously after that first gig i thought okay wow i'm a i'm i'm the king of comedy and then my second gig brought me right back down to earth <laughs> they always do uh, I think. And, <laughs> and just made me realize okay there's going to be more it's going to be more balanced um, yeah. than just always killing um sometimes you're gonna die as well yeah and even even now i mean i i've been doing it now for more than 10 years and even now in a in a weird way i'm still actually really grateful uh when a gig goes terribly because you you do you can feel yourself getting a bit arrogant you know when you when you have a bunch of good gigs in a row you you, you start just yeah. walking around with a bit more of a swagger yeah and then and then you just need 
<laughs> that one gig again to bring you back down to earth and just to remind you that you still need to keep working hard and writing new jokes all the time. Now, as well as, um, you know, being the king of the castle, let's say, in the South African uh, comedy scene, you've travelled quite a lot and uh, done a lot of stand-up shows, even the Edinburgh Fringe. What was that experience like? Yeah, that was... It, it, it is very challenging, I think, for comedians from overseas once you still start building up a certain popularity in your own country. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a comedian, there's a good friend of mine who um, is like the biggest comedian in Iceland. Okay, there are only 300,000 people. Right. <laughs> you know, okay. it's still an achievement. Yeah. Um, and then he goes from literally being a household name in Iceland Every single person in Iceland know who he is to coming to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and now you're standing outside your own venue handing out flyers to your show. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, even though I, I, I'm still a very far away from calling myself the biggest comedian in South Africa, um, but, it, you know, you are at a level in your own country where it's comfortable and you can make a post on social media and you can fill a venue. And then you get to Edinburgh and then suddenly you this, nobody but at the same time that also brings like a beautiful new challenge and i think it keeps you sharp because you know in south africa i walk on stage you know the people who come to my shows are obviously there to see me um they know already who i am i don't feel i need to prove myself to them you know yeah. i've proven myself to them over 10 years that look you are going to have a good time i will be funny then you walk on in edinburgh and sometimes it's a room of 50 strangers who have never heard of you. And you <laughs> right. Every day you have to like prove yourself yeah. all over again. And the first 10 minutes of the show is the hardest because if you don't kind of, if you can capture them in the first 10 minutes and show them, okay, guys, don't worry. I know what I'm doing. You can relax and enjoy the show. Then you've got them. Um, but, so uh, you know, it's it's a really sort of humbling experience and and also yeah i mean it's the biggest comedy festival in the world so just to be on that stage and you know rub shoulders with all these amazing acts from all over the world is is crazy i bet it is now before i let you go shock um i'm gonna ask you to pronounce your second name because i took one look at it and thought i ain't going anywhere near that how do you pronounce it <laughs> So it's called Bezaida Note. Um, oh, Bezaida Note. Okay, that's... Yeah, Bezaida yeah. Note. Um, I guess it's from Afrikaans, you know, that yeah. the Dutch people call Afrikaans baby Dutch. So um, we are descendants from the Dutch, I guess, is the closest cool. thing I can think of. But I mean, these days, um, there's so many South Africans in, in Dubai... You yeah. know, uh, you you you're bound to hear the surname a, a few a few, a few times. times. <laughs> I mean, yesterday I was at the Gold Sook and <laughs> these two people just walk in talking Afrikaans. Ooh, kai giri, it is moi, it is nice. And immediately it's just like, hello, yella. You know, <laughs> I also from South Africa. And, yeah, yeah. And it's not even it's not even uh, funny or crazy anymore. You know, I think like years ago. If you saw another South African in Dubai or in London or all these places, you'd be like, hey, wow. Yeah. Ah, you know, and you hug each other. Now there's 
like over 50,000 South Africans in Dubai. Right, it's right. not even like a shock anymore if you hear another South African. You just go, oh, hey, yeah. and they're not even excited as well. <laughs> they're also just going, oh, what's up? Well, two gigs um, uh, in uh, the, uh, the the country, the first of which is at the Melvin Pick JBR. Uh, that's Friday the 20th. There's still tickets for that. Abu Dhabi sold out at the Park Rotana on the Saturday night. It's been absolutely brilliant chatting with you, Shalk. And uh, and thanks so much okay. for spending some time with us. Thank you. And if you if you if you feel like a good show on Friday, come to the Melvin Pick. There's like a hundred tickets left. It's going to be nice and full and heaving, and the weather's nice and everything. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.